Felice is going to get there. There's no question. He squares it. There it is. It's another. And it's Bubble Rodriguez again, scoring goals left and right, Felice with the assist. Shit going. No, I know I'm, I'm hitting record, but okay. you, people say like I was born ready. Dude, when I was born, I just I was sleeping and then I shit all over myself eventually. But welcome back to season two, episode I don't know, the Houston Dynapod podcast. And Sean's here. Hi, Sean. What's up? So Saturday morning, my daughter had volleyball, right? So I had to wake up early and I had to take her to volleyball. And Spurs played Saturday morning at eight o'clock. So I was like, you know what? Or nine o'clock. I was like, not going to watch it. Not mm-hmm. going to check social media. That means you're not allowed to watch for the rest of the season, by the way. Oh, hold on. Hold on. I, I, so, I'm just saying. I'm, I'm watching her volleyball and like real quick, like I hop on Twitter. Or like I was just getting home. Mm-hmm. And I hop on Twitter and I see this tweet from Sean Ringrose. And it says, mm-hmm. dire question mark, question mark, question mark. Dire exclamation point exclamation. <laughs> and I'm thinking and that said like a, t- a tweet like that goes one of two ways. Either Dyer did some dumb shit that he does, uh-huh, uh-huh. or Dyer did something that Dyer doesn't normally do. Uh-huh. 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 So got home. I watched Tottenham fully thump Southampton yes. four to one. And that hey, numbed they the pain. Were, we were down. Night. We were down one nil for like a while. Yeah. Like but we never looked. We never first looked half the first like half. we wouldn't win that game. It was so weird. No, yeah, no. Uh, but that's that's you know that's the Conte effect, man, in full effect. And what no a segue, Charleston, huh? No Kane, no Son. But yeah, that's that helped to ease the pain of what. Well, happened. no, Kane and Kane and Son were out there. They played the whole match. Both yeah, they, did. they didn't score. No, but four Son goals, but, four goals. Yeah, those but two. It just, you know, but but the impact of them being on the pitch means that defenders have to stay honest, right? And yeah. so that you know, if they're not on the pitch, it's a completely different ballgame. But them being on the pitch, defenders don't get the opportunity to cheat to one side or the other. So, well, it I'm opens up that, opportunities for you know players like Decky. I'm glad we were able to keep Southampton defenders honest because our defenders sure as shit didn't weren't very honest against Vancouver in the last. Uh, our our defenders haven't Six been minutes. very honest for most of the season. To be so, fair, <laughs> so I watched that game at home, late game, right? Uh-huh, and uh-huh. yes, yeah, kicked I, off at nine thirty. Dude, I, I saw the lineup and I went, "Paulo's fucked himself, no matter what." I was like, because Sam Junka, Darwin Seren, Zarek Valentine, Zarek is back, right? And then no teenage and uh, who was it? Steris? Yeah, yeah, Steris. yeah, yeah. And I looked at Junka and uh, Zarek, and I was like, dude, unless some magic happens and we win this game, like this lineup is going to be to blame. Going to be to blame. And Sean, for 88 minutes, magic happened. And then, fuck, 83 minutes, because that's when Bartlow and uh, Christ, Zeka came in and it all went downhill. And I was just... I was heartbroken. It was, I fucking thought we had it, man. I've been pulling for Nakamura. And I was like, man, no. to go on the road no. with this lineup. Oh, no. what they played. They played well. And then we made these subs. They played well against the Vancouver C team. Come on, bro. Yeah, but still. Still. I mean, look. That's not our starting uh, lineup. 
No. Are we do we have a starting lineup? No. That but that's because we have well, competition at spots because nobody's good enough. Oh yeah. Yay, competition. Yay, cool, great. So instead of having eleven, you know, caliber uh MLS top tier caliber players, we have one, maybe two. And then nine players that wouldn't even see, you know, see MLS squads across the league for so, the most part. So you bring that up, the lineup, because as soon as he started making subs and he tinkered with it, I was like, we're fucked. I was like, something bad's going to happen. I can feel it. Of course it did. But how many players on this team are really MLS starters? That was- I, I did the calculations. We're looking at between five and eight. Okay. So there's problem number one. So, I noticed that you said you were, what was it? Bring the smoke, bring the fire. I'm Nagamore out. If I've the players been Nagamore are... out for a month, two months now, for a while. But if it's the players, we know the players. Are it's bad. not the players. But we just said. But it's not the players. Six. It to has eight of these no. Guys it doesn't. It enough. doesn't matter if your Vancouver C team. Not even they're missing nearly their entire starting lineup, and they can still come out and beat us. Doesn't matter how bad your players are, your coach is to blame. So what did he do? Tactics wrong? are to blame. So what lack he... of any sort of aggression is to blame. When he dropped into a five defensive back formation and sent nothing forward, that is to blame late in the match. All right. So who would you have subbed in? What would you have done different? Well, first of all, it wouldn't have mattered because I would we would have already been up five nil. Haven't you been watching my FIFA streams? No. I'm a Dynamo GM. I'm running FIFA 23, uh, Dynamo GM mode. It's already out. Uh, No, sorry, FIFA 22. Thank you. Correction. It's like I missed Uh, it. I really want to get FIFA 23 when it comes out. Uh, But uh, I moved the Dynamo. Fucking lose virtually too. Hey, no, no, hold on. I moved the Dynamo over to in 20 in FIFA 22. Moved him over to the championship. Uh, The the English championship. Uh, made a couple of moves in the in in the uh, the winter window uh, or the summer window before the season started. Uh, I got rid of uh, Darwin Quintero uh, as part of a move to acquire a center back. I made the uh, got you know lowered the transfer fee significantly. Um, doing that. Uh, I also surprise surprise got rid of Memo for one point four million dollars. Uh, I tried to get rid of Valentine for one point one point one to Seattle. Seattle wanted him, but they couldn't come to an agreement. Uh, so I've moved Valentine to a cent- actual center back in the game, uh, and then all our youngsters, and then a, a couple of additions. And we're currently undefeated through six or seven matches in the season so far. Yeah, but that has no bearing on the the horror show that's happening in real life. Hold here. on, Sebus is the current Golden Boot leader. In the championship in FIFA 22. Well, so here's my in, thing. In real life, FIFA, he, he EA he Sports and FIFA people believe that Sebas is a good enough striker to challenge at that level. Paulo fucking Nagamora doesn't believe that. That's yeah, my problem. Well, my FIFA problem is rates, that FIFA raised Lewandowski higher than Kane, too. I don't agree with that. I, I mean, whatever. I don't, it doesn't matter. I don't care. I don't care about, I'm not talking Premier League ratings, I'm talking anything else. I'm talking strictly MLS. I don't care what they rate anything else, I'm talking MLS. Regardless, though, my point being, Nagamura's choice of everything has, it is clear, has lost this team. The team, the players have no faith and no belief in this coach. It's the same thing that happened to Tab. Tab lost the belief in the faith of the players. And it shows on the pitch. Now you can, you know, we could see her and we could talk until we're, you yeah, know, but we don't know face. that. That's that's us. Guessing. Oh, I do. That's us I do guessing. know that. No, I do know that. 
I don't think we <laughs> can possibly know that unless we make it, it in this locker room with them. Okay, you but say I'm what saying, you will, but what, I know it. What would you have done different? Because everybody's saying what would I have done differently. What? Do, where do you make different? So I, I would have start. Well, first of all, we don't play a damn four three three when we don't have the players to play a damn four three three. Well, first of all, that's our biggest mistake the whole season. Paulo Nagamura has this marriage with the four three three, like it's the only formation in existence. But Onstad knew that when he hired him. Onstad um, knew we were going to be a four three three club. I can't speak to what was known at the time of him being hired. Why are you defending Paulo fucking Nagamura? He is so terrible. Oh, I'm not. You are. You are finding every other excuse, but putting the blame squarely on the shoulders of Paolo Nagamura. It's not all on Nagamura. No, it's not. But the biggest biggest constraint to success on this team right now is not the general manager. It is not scouting, although that is probably a, a very close like 1B. It is not the player talent that is on this roster. It is, again, close, probably a 1C. Is but it's the, not one a the hamstrung ability to make any meaningful roster moves because of bad contracts. But that's not on Pat. That's the previous regime. And I can't uh, right. look, it doesn't matter. This team is worse than they were through the last six matches than they, oh, yeah. than they were for this same period last year. Worse. So what does Nagamura have to do to quiet this Naga out stuff? Because the first time I ran a Nagamura out poll, it was like 60-40, Nagamura stays. Sure. The one I ran today is 64-36, Nagamura out. Mm-hmm. So it's changed. And I'm uh, let me explain. I'm not Nagamura in. I'm not Nagamura out. Mm-hmm. I'm, what the fuck else are we going to do? So here's the thing, right? Here's what you do. And I'll tell you exactly what you do. Number one you got to get rid of Paulo Nagamura. He's lost the players. I know you can say, well, we can't possibly know that. I don't give a rat's ass. He's lost the players. You can see it in how the players respond on the pitch. Nagamura has to go. He's too married to the 4-3-3. He doesn't play players that should be played. How come Palomino did not see any minutes? I mean, come on. He's sitting on the damn bench. Um, Beto, on the bench, didn't see anything, really. He, he subbed in, but by that point, it's so late in the match that you're not going to get the most out of the kid. So he's not playing any youth players. And he sits here and he, it, it, look, he did the same thing that the coach from Charlotte did before the season started. I don't have players to complete compete in MLS. I'm looking at Charlotte right now, and they sure as hell are competing in MLS. They may not be the best team. They may not even be middle of the table. But guess what? They're better than us. Yeah, well, So that's you not can't hard. tell me. But uh, I that's think fair. But you can't knows tell me. We don't have the, the talent. Uh, that, I don't care. I don't care. It is not about the talent at this point in the, in, in the Dynamo tenure. This talent is good enough to be better than they are. This talent is good enough to be better than they are. People need to realize that is number one. I'm not saying that they're good enough to be like, you know, fourth or fifth in, in you know, in the league or anything like that. I'm just saying they're good enough to be better than they are right what now. Spot, what spot are we good enough to be in? Because I would say I would, no say, I would say we are good enough to legitimately be between sixth and seventh in the Western Conference, which would put us at like oh, 12th or 13th or 14th in MLS. You don't agree with it because you can't see it because our fucking coach is shit. I just, I look at the performances with, with our players and it's what we have. Because of our coach. They can't show you what they're capable of under this damn coach. That's the problem. We've seen how good Sebas can be. He had those first, think about the first four or five matches of the season. He was on fire. 
to begin the season. And then now Gamura decides he goes off and he does international duty, which is his right as a player. He comes back and Naga's like, you know what, nah, man, I got this Thor kid. I'm gonna play over you. Talk about destroying a guy's confidence. And this is a young player. He's not an older veteran player. He's a young player. He's only two years older than your star striker. Period. I don't care. I don't care. care. So with the subs, you're talking about Avila and Palomino. We subbed in Coco Karaskia. Can you argue that? No, Coco should have started. So Coco subbed in. Yep. Dorsey comes in for Quintero. No, Dorsey should have. Dorsey should never see the damn pitch. Useless player on the pitch, in my opinion. Ah, uh, he's. He, I don't. I know. mean, he's better than Valentin, but that's already setting the bar so. But low I mean, that's is not he fair? Is is he really? Because Valentin had is a be- good game. Valentin is better defensively. Dorsey is better offensively, but it doesn't matter when you are as bad as a coach as this team has. There's no tactical look. You look at the Paolo wants to only play Paolo ball. Any change to tactics, any change to the approach, unless you're up a goal on the road, and then at that point, it could be the 30th minute. Well, you know what? We're parking the damn bus. 30 minutes in, and we're parking the damn bus. He's so afraid, and he has no reason to be afraid, but he is so afraid that this team can't score a goal that he just parks the damn bus. And he did it earlier in the season when it was pointless. This team was playing well to open the season. Once you start showing... That pragmatic strategy has... I mean, it's paid off for a lot of coaches. It's a strategy that exists because typically it works. Yeah, there's times where it doesn't. Okay, let's back up. Let's back up. It works works on certain teams and certain leagues and certain situations. You cannot park the bus in MLS. No team that ever parks the bus in MLS succeeds consistently over the course of a season. I bet Philly could do it. Full stop. I bet Philly could do Philly it. Philly could do it, but that's a completely different situation because they have a lot of young kids. They could, actually, I don't even think, honestly, I don't think Philly could park the bus for 90 minutes and survive. Not with how good the attacks are in MLS. With that being said, however, here's the thing. And and I know the answer, or not answer, but I know the counterpoint to this, and I don't care. It needs to be said. You have to care. You understand and you know the power and what Antonio Conte brought to Tottenham Hotspur when he when he came in you saw the change in that team when he came in how important is a coach to a team they're also you know you talk about Naga is stuck on Naga ball you bring up Conte guys like that Mourinho who we've seen mm-hmm. Guardiola Klopp the big ones sure and most coaches they have but they've system. also earned that right by being good coaches to start but they had to get the chance to start and make their mistakes and Paolo's made more than his fair share. Oh, there's Paolo has w- made way more than his fair share. Paolo, uh-huh. look, look, we're six months into his tenure, and he has shown very little ability to adapt, to overcome, to address concerns. I mean, I don't even honestly, and I've said that I've said this on our show, on my show, I've said this elsewhere, I've said it on Twitter. When I say he's lost the team. I mean that he has lost the respect of the players. And that is not something you get back. Once you lose the respect of the players, once the players don't believe you understand soccer or football at the core level, when they believe you don't know what you're doing, and trust me, the players feel this way. Many of the players do. Obviously not all of them. Many do. 
once that happens, it's it's you're done. Yeah, but you're, you're always going to have those players that second guess the coach, and they're typically the oh, guys. I'm not that saying think it's. I'm not saying starting. this is one or two. Well, hold players. on, let me go. Through. This is more than let the majority, go. but that's you're not listening. I Come am on. listening. I am listening. You're saying it's not all the players. Yes, there's going to be. Dis- I mean, dude, we're disgruntled. I'm sure they are. It's not like they want to go out there and lose. Sure, but they were. They became disgruntled because of the approach of the coach. That is why they I mean, became disgruntled. They didn't when come, I hear become disgruntled them, because of the lack of talent on the field. That is not what made them disgruntled. I that is not what pissed like, off the players that have been here for two or three years. Well, the players that have been here for two or three years have known nothing but failure anyway. So this is what's happening now. No, is the most same of the shit players, that we've seen. Most of the players that have been here two years have, were brought in. There are very few players that came from the Houston Dynamo system. No, but what I mean is since they've been here, all they've experienced is Steve Clark, Zarek Valentin. Both of them both of them have been yeah, near Portland. MLS Cup. Hold on. Yeah. Let me finish. Uh Lundy has not, of course. Tim Parker, been near MLS Cup. Daniel Stare has been near MLS Cup. Darwin Seren hasn't been near MLS Cup, but he's seen success. He knows what success is. Darwin Katira, he knows what success is. Fafa Pico, he's been near MLS Cup. He knows what success is. Hector Herrera, he knows what success is. Yeah, he might know a little bit. Just a little. But I'm saying since they've been here, yes, we have plenty of players that have won elsewhere. Since they've been here, nothing's it's the same, it's the same exact process. We start off fast, we get excited, there is this lull in the middle, and then there's this fucking drop at the end. And I think we just hit the drop a little sooner than we're used to. No, it was the same timing. And, feel, and look, it feels look, like we used to tie that, matches. I though. can blame that on coach too, because that comes down to preparation. That comes down to fitness. That comes down to understanding how you manage players so that they aren't that level of exhausted. Because these players are exhausted. You can tell when they're on the damn pitch. You know, I think he's actually done a decent job with rotation. I see way too much of Tim Parker, but then you ask the question: Who who steps up? Steris? I mean. I think rotation-wise, we've got a lot of guys through the lineup this year. Maybe, See, maybe that's the, the issue. Every point that that is is you're making is purely based on what we're seeing from the players right now. And again, I contend that this is my number one frustration. We have no clue what talent level is actually on this team. And here's why I say that. If, and you will not argue with me, if Nagamura is struggling as a coach, if he has had these issues as a coach, if his tactics don't change as a coach, then as a player, you're not given 100%. So what we're seeing out of these players is not even their best. So certainly they're going to look like they're not MLS talent because they're not given their best. If we had a real coach, if we had a good coach, if we had even a mediocre coach, and Paolo Nagamura is not a mediocre coach, but if we had a mediocre coach, if we had a coach that could inspire players, if we had a coach that understood how to instill confidence in young players, I'm not saying we'd be, a, a, you know, we'd have a home match in the playoffs. We'd have 30 points. We'd sure as hell be fighting for a playoff spot. We'd have 30 to 35 points, maybe. But I mean, we don't, we don't know how inspirational he is. And it, it falls on the players too. Like I'm not, like I said before, I'm not. Nugget, but look, I'm not no, no, no. Out. You say it falls on the players. That's horseshit. And here's why. But it who would else be one is thing. There? Hold on. It would be one thing if we were talking about five players, but we're talking about the whole team. 
We're talking about every player, top to bottom on this roster. <coughs> Hector, Herrera, Hector Herrera, tell me he has not been a mediocre player since arriving with the Dynamo, with the exception of one match at home. No, he's been good. No, he's been mediocre. He's had a lot of bad moments. He's had good moments. He's the, look, yes, he's the best player out there, but that's not the level of Hector Herrera that we saw playing in at, playing at Atletico Madrid. That's not the player that we saw playing in the Champions League. And now there's a couple guys who are having much better years than last year. Like, well, Quintero doesn't really count because uh -huh. that was, but Lundy's having a better year. Karaskia new, but having a better year. Memo I would argue that Karaskia is having a better year because he's give, been given more minutes. True. But there's a lot of guys like Seren. You could argue Dorsey's having a better Seren year. Seren has seen the year. pitch like seven times this season. Bro, Seren's seen the pitch a lot. Not, not, <laughs> I think you'd be surprised. He's not seen it as much as you Yo, think. If this says 20 that he How has many appeared starts? in 20 matches. How many starts? Slow I'm, wasn't, down. I, I didn't you are, mean you are, you are fired up tonight. I'm fired up because you're fighting me on this, and I'm telling you the problem is Nagamura. It has nothing to do with these players, and I'm sick and tired of hearing these players aren't good enough. They know that the play of that they're bringing to the squad right now is not good enough, but they can't do anything about it because they're constantly put into this box of Paolo Ball, which is so terrible. Look, the reason that there's no connection between the back line, the midfield, and the front line is because Paolo Ball is what is demanded of every player. The reason Palomino has not seen the pitch has everything to do with Paolo Nagamura not liking the fact that the kid has creative flair when he's on the pitch. But he didn't see it under tab either, and I've heard he struggles to get minutes at Dinatos and doesn't look comfortable. In the last couple of matches, sure. Before before he was sent to Dynamo, before he was called up to the Dynamo, he was the best player on Dynados. If there was a spot for a designated free kick taker, that would be where he fits into the Dynamo right now. We are so terrible at set pieces. <laughs> Why don't we have him on the squad? Because because you have to also play the you match. You don't have a get... reason, do you? Well, yeah, I do. Okay, sure. But Why? there is, look, you can replace? put him on the pitch instead of having fucking three right backs. Who does he replace? I don't need Seca, Dorsey, and Valentin at right back. Well, Get Valentin rid of one of them. Who does, who does he replace, though? Who does he replace in the midfield? Palomino. In the I just told you, replace a right back. We only need two. You don't need three for an entire season. Oh, you mean like, oh, okay. But like, I'm where would like he see the pitch? Slots. Okay, fine, 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 fine. No, no, no. I'll hear you out. I'll hear you out. I'll hear you about, he there's exactly one midfielder that you can replace him with. You can replace, you can replace with him. And that should be the easiest answer on the squad. It's the player who's provided absolutely nothing this season, but has seen more, just about as many minutes as everybody else. It'd be Vera. No. Uh, in the midfield? In the midfield. Uh, he plays higher up the midfield, but so does Palomino. About Quintero? No. What are you talking about? Talking about Memo fucking Rodriguez. Memo, Memo's a backup. He doesn't start so? here. I'm not he... talking about starting Palomino. I'm talking about having him available for free kicks late in a match when you need a damn free kick taker. Yeah, but then he's got to go play offense and defense and like play no, with doesn't. MLS. Players. Memo doesn't play offense and defense. Wow, Memo's Memo's been below average again. Can't disagree with that. Oh, look at that! Marcelo Palomino has another free kick goal. So uh, I for think Dynados. a lot of a lot of for Dynados right now, literally, as you're telling me that Palomino yeah. has been struggling. I fucking spoke it of... into existence. I spoke yeah, that shit yeah. into existence. Reverse psychology. That's the power right? I have. And we will <laughs> go on and we will win.
We will go on a five game unbeaten. That's run. the thing. You could tell me that our you could tell Dynamo. me that there's not any talent, but I look here and I sit here and I go, Dynados is one of the best teams in MLS Next Pro. Right. There's talent available. It's that Paolo doesn't want to play the kids. It's that he doesn't think that they're good enough for MLS play. But the fact is, is I, I get that. I understand that. But if you were playing the youth and you were struggling, people would give you a break. Because they would look at it and they would say, you know what, at least he's playing the kids. At least he's given them a chance to get and to gel together, to learn to play with these veteran players. But when you're playing veteran players that should be doing better than they are, you get no but Sean, You get Sean, no leeway as a coach. Sean, if those young players are MLS ready mm-hmm. or MLS caliber, why was mm-hmm. nobody lining up to purchase them when the transfer window closed? How do you know they weren't? Just because you didn't hear nothing doesn't mean anybody wasn't. Then why weren't they sold? If they were that good, they're going to buy them. Probably because Pat was not prepared to sell them. Probably because they've decided as an organization that they're not in a position to sell them yet. We've seen Palomino come up and play against RGV or San Antonio, one of them. We've seen Beto Avila come up from Dinados and Avila struggled and Palomino struggled. I mean, I don't, I think it's a big jump. I think it's a bigger jump than we. I also think it's a completely different system because Palomino demands that they play a 4 3 3. The way that Pal, or sorry, uh, Nagamura demands that they play a a 4 3 3 in his style. You look I don't at the think that... Palomino would run a he'd run a four two three one. He'd be like, I want to be up. No, top. he plays in a four three three for for Dynados. It's the same formation. No, but if Palomino playing. was picking the lineup, the roster, the formation. You oh know yeah, he I, I fixed that. He'd I have the attacking that. I, I, I misspoke. I'd let him fucking oh, tell I mean, that, that's Marcelo. Thing. That's another thing. We give it a we've shot. We've got Darwin Quintero, but we don't ever play him as an attacking midfielder because Palo Ball. And we don't have another winger. Okay, I could live with that. Our wingers suck. We just don't have like. Here's the thing. I can answer a lot of the questions. Like you say, fire Nagamura. Here's what I'm going to say. Who else, who out there is better? Who, what's, what do you, what do you replace? So, okay. With? Okay. Same I was with these get guys to that and the we got going on a tangent. Totally no, that's deal. fine. That's fine. Who, so I was going to, exp- I had a whole plan. I had a whole plan for how you do this, right? Look, you're not going to find your coach in this window. I already know that. And I'm prepared for that. Look, we've already basically submitted by the lack of moves in the, in the summer window that we're not go- doing anything this season. Okay. So then why are you keeping Nagamura around? Are you expecting that suddenly in the offseason he's going to become some great coach? Are you thinking that maybe you'll fire him in the offseason if this trend continues? Then you're going to spend your offseason on another coaching search, and by the time you find a coach, it's going to be too late because you're going to already have made your moves. What if he knows that next year he'll be able to get him the pieces that work in a 4-3-3 and he'll actually get to evaluate him? It doesn't matter if he's a shit coach. He could have have LAFC squad and he would still be struggling as a coach. So we agree. Oh, that'd be hard. I would just let Gareth Bale run it. Just like run you it. You would. Touch you hair. would. But Paolo Nagamura yeah. would be like, well, oh, listen here, Gareth. I'm sorry. Yeah, but I don't know you gotta shit. You got to just stay on the wing and you got to send every cross in. Soccer. I know you can shoot, but look, fam, really, I know you can shoot and I know you're good, but your best job for me, I'm telling you what I want you to do as your coach, you stay on the wing and you cross it in. And I don't care if that cross is like over everybody. I don't care if it's at back post, near post. You just send everything into the box. You let your forwards figure it out. It'll be all right. Forward That's what Nagamura has done to our wingers. I don't think we have. We know we don't have the things to run a 4-3-3 because even you said it. We don't have the players to run it. So we have we don't. a choice to make. A coach is either going to coach, coach a system so, that he doesn't use. Or he is so so married to the 4-3-3. But if that's that his, if that's what he knows. That fit, it, it doesn't know. No, it does a matter. good coach would be able to overcome the lack of players that fit your system because he would change a good coach like Juan Carlos Amoros, who, who is the dash head coach, by the way, 
A good coach like Juan Carlos Amoros understands that you play players to their strengths, not their weaknesses. You don't put players in a position to fail. You put players in a position to succeed. Right now, would you argue that the 11 players or the 18 players or the 23 players that Holland Ergamer consistently puts out there are in a consistent position to succeed based on lineups and tactics? Nah. Okay, there you go. Nah, End not of consistently. story. Flat. End of story. There is it's no not. further question. That well, is no, it. But there's, that there's, is a there's terrible explanation. coach. It's an explanation. I know, I know. I know. And the explanation but it's just a terrible is that coach. they're not in a position to succeed because they don't fit the system. So – you have exactly, to either but you should not be so married to a system. What was Jose Mourinho's issue? He was so married to a system that yeah, he couldn't got, succeed at Tottenham Hotspur. He's got like 27 trophies or something. Ridiculous sure, number. but he didn't have the players to fit the system. So what happened? He had to go and we brought in a coach that could make it work with the players that were there. That is the difference between Paolo Nagamore and a coach that belongs with this organization. This organization wants to have high expectations, high uh, high intentions, high ambitions. Because we brought Ted, we have Ted Siegel now as our uh, as our owner. We have Pat Onstad as our GM. Until we bring in a coach that has the level of understanding of football at its core, soccer at its core, to get the most out of the crappy players that we do have. And again, I'm not arguing that we have crappy players. But to get the most out of the players that we do have, if I'm Ted Siegel or I'm Pat Onstad, why would I invest in that coach? Why would I bring those better players in? I don't believe that he's actually going to get the best best out of them either. Why would maybe, I spend that money? Maybe Nagamora nah, is the just the guy. Is just the guy who's here, and until I believe that they I can actually that. remake the roster sure. into a winner. Again, but here's the problem. You're making the roster into a winner without having the right coach in place. Yeah, Why Pat can't Onstead. you go? Onstad finalizes those signings. So that, That's fine. That's fine. And if there's any mistake that Onstad has made since he became GM, it is beyond Tiago. It is having Paolo Nagamura as head coach. And he could still remedy it. That could still be remedied before the end of the season. My problem is, though, and I guarantee, and look, I'm going to say this. I don't have any confirmation on this. I can't talk about this. I can't say that I have confirmation on this. Dun, dun, They're dun, looking dun, for dun. a new head coach right now. Oh. Well, I can't fuck. confirm it. I can't confirm it. I can't. I <laughs> All right. So can't say anything further, but they're looking for a new head coach. When they were looking originally, this is who they ended up with. This isn't sure, really because I mean, it's slightly even more though they attractive. Had a lot of, even though they had a lot of people that applied, a lot of the people that applied were either not good fits for you know, they were they were people who wanted power and control. They were Antonio Conte types. There were a few of those. And Onstad wants to control. He's like, bitch, no. Because he knew that he was not going to be able to make the moves in this first season. Because he knew he was already hamstrung. We he also didn't have situation. Herrera. So we are slightly more attractive. Uh, they were working on that before the... I mean, that was in the offseason. That was done in the offseason. Yeah. Even but, if it wasn't announced until April. But still, not being, you know, finished, finished. Yeah. But it's Never, not it's, look, it's not the done longer the you building. hold your coach, the less attractive this position actually becomes. Because now, if you do have a coach that is a quality coach that you know is a potential winner, I'm gonna just throw a name out there. I don't have any reason to believe this coach would ever consider Dynamo right now, but let's say he did, Tato Marti Tata Martino. If he yeah. did consider the Dynamo as a position, he doesn't want it right now because look at the mess that this team is in. And well, so I if think you we're go still and bring in right a bunch path. of players. On the right path as far as investment in the team. There's you been just, that. Sure, there's but been... you just wasted an entire season. Because, and here's the other thing, right? So let's talk big club mentality versus small club mentality. 
a big club mentality, this coach would have been gone already. Small club mentality, no, we're going to hold that coach because we don't have any other better options. That's the difference between a winner and a loser. Or it's the difference between loyalty and adultery. It's one or the other. Yeah, you know, I, I, it's not going to be solved in a year, but we've had infrastructure investment. We've had investment in the club. You've had two big signings. There's going to be, I think Kenyones is like a sleeper. I think he could no, actually not at become all. something. Like not no, at all. He's I too think, young. He's too raw. He's got at least two to three seasons before he provides anything of value to this dynamo. No, but I'm saying eventually for some, something something sure, about but him. That's strikes two to three me seasons, as, right? And when can we really be thinking? Okay, no, we yeah, we're still we're two seasons out. I was I was always I disagree. Two. This was a I do dream. disagree. I think if you if you have a chance to bring in a coach who can work with the current roster you have to finish out the season and a coach who can, who can offer you some ideas of what to do in the off season and a coach who is good enough. And I believe this coach exists. I believe there's more than Tata Martino out there. I just don't know who they are because I don't keep up with coaches. Nobody actually does in MLS. What? Huh? If you whisper Paolo Nagamura, I'm going to shoot you. No, no, he is. No, he is. No, there is zero chance. He is the coach. I'm telling you, Point blank, I am telling you, he, he could win lost every match. He won't. But I don't no, know. I'm just no. tired of He's seeing a fucking revolving door. I want us to just fucking get it right. We're sure, over three. Sure. We're over. Sure, but here's the thing. We're if over you're a tired of the revolving actually. door, holding on to a coach that's crappy just so that you can say we held on to a coach, even though he was terrible, is not a guarantee of success. People like to talk about how, oh, well, look at Austin. They held on to Josh Wolf after his first terrible season. It was bad. It was bad, but it wasn't this bad. Uh, our season's not over yet. Uh, we. It's close. It's you close. can feel the look I'm giving you right now. No, our season's over. We're eight points out of a playoff spot. So, yeah, I was looking at that the other, the, uh, tonight, actually. I had I mean, we're in... not mathematically out of it, but the way this team plays. <laughs> if you look at the table, like in the Western Conference, you have up top, right? You got LAFC and Austin, which you could say, okay, those are the two best. Then you got this just chunky group of like pretty good teams that are all separated by six points from third all the way down to 11th. And then you have these three like just buried under shit. And surprisingly, we're there with our sister club, San Jose, and our old rival Sporting KC. San Jose, the same team that got rid of their coach partway through the season? That's San Jose? Well, I mean, that okay, was cool. A, that was a different situation. It was. Like, I'm I was not going to do press that. conferences, like basically saying, fuck this club. I don't uh, know. Are be. you also saying that we're basically on par with Charlotte, another team who got rid of their coach partway through the season? No, Charlotte's better than us. And they had 60,000 people. Another team that got rid of their coach partway through the season? Okay, cool. Just make What sure do you, you salvage now? Who do you replace them with? Because then. I, at, at this point, okay, so I told you I had a plan, right? Look, I know it, it, if. Again, this falls to Pat. If he could find somebody that does actually fit the, the coaching position or somebody that they truly want in that position, that they will back both in terms of transfers in the offseason, player trades, player movement, et cetera, somebody who they genuinely believe is the right guy for the long term, okay, then, yeah, you do that. But if you don't have that guy, here's your, your stopgap. Here's your interim. And this is going to sound really funny. You're going to laugh, but it is what it is. This team is so shit. Does it really matter who your coach is? No, it really doesn't. So why not so, just call? Why not just bring Kenny Bundy up and let him have the interim title? You have so nobody out, else man. on this bench that's worth putting in time that position. Out. I've been doing a lot of listening this episode, and you just said 
This team is so shit, it doesn't really matter what coach you hire. So how do we even know if Paulo Nagamura is the wrong fit if this team is that bad? What I mean by that is to finish out this season because this season is already a lost cause. No coach you bring in is going to win out the rest of this season. We are in a position that the hole is so deep we cannot feasibly, yes, mathematically, but cannot feasibly hope to make playoffs. As such, I consider the rest of the season a lost cause. My problem is, and the reason why you still have to do something, and the reason you need to get Nagamura out of the locker room is because he's lost the players. Again, I said that earlier. I'm saying it again. He's lost the players. If he's lost the players, the longer you keep him there, guess what? The more pissed off the players that are here are going to be. Yeah. So you can't keep him. So again, I'm just filling the position in order to keep the team at least assembled as is, at least from becoming a completely toxic environment that is no longer tenable and going to set us even further back. Yes, you could get rid of the entire locker room, but that culture that became that toxicity that became part of what was there. You got youth players that are currently absorbing that toxicity right now. But you also have... Onstead and Nagamura, when they they say things in press conference, press conferences, they have been pretty much in lockstep. When Onstead went on Glenn Davis's show, he was brutally honest with the expectation and the performance of the club. Mm-hmm. And I think Nagamura and the way he said things, it sounds a lot like he's in line with Pat. And that's that's why I think he's getting a second year. I think that whatever is going on with him and Pat. There's an understanding that this is a two-year deal. Maybe maybe you're right, and your inside stuff is what's happening. And, and doesn't that bother you enough to apply pressure to the front office to not let that happen? Not really, because I want to see what he can do with the pieces that fit. Fafa no. doesn't fit this. No. Thor is not a you, winger. You are EQ willing is not to, a winger. You are willing to, just in that statement, you're willing to sacrifice another year with Nagamur, who you've already said has not been a good coach. You've already said that he's failed in a number of ways. You've already said that he's too well, married yeah, currently to the, to, the, to the system. Well, no. I don't think he's too. It's not his first year as a coach, though. By this point, as a coach, he should. It doesn't matter. He should have learned these things at the lower level. He should already understand these things exist. He is pretty young. Why did Paulo Nagamura came from a system? And and you know this. SKC two was a trash heap last year. Yeah, but their development's pretty good. That's what he was there to do. From what they're not developing anymore. It's because he's gone. They're not developing anymore. Because he's gone. No, that has nothing to do with it. Vermees couldn't do it without him. Fucking Nagamura's out performing Okay, okay, yeah, you know what? You got a good point. All right, let's do this. Let's bring Kenny Bundy up and send Paolo Nagamura down to Dynados because at least he could develop youth down there. No, don't you you know what happens to the old Dynamo coaches? They have to run the uh, Houston Dynamo Twitter and post score updates so they can see all the hatred and vitriol. Did you hear... (laughs) After the Philadelphia one, did you read the comments back to admin when they were like, final then? No! Because I oh, feel dude. bad for the dynamo, dynamo social media people because I know the abuse that they're under. I know, and it's not their fault. And they so shouldn't stressed. be the ones dealing with it. So stressed. I'm always nice to them. I don't I don't like really cause any problems for them anymore. But man, some of these people are brutal. Yeah. They're brutal because they're pissed off and they have nowhere else to deflect the, the, the frustration to. Sounds like they need more hugs growing up. No. No. It sounds like we need a real MLS team up in this bitch. I agree. I think there's a lot of parts that need to be fixed. So let's take some listener questions. Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. Chapito says, Naga in. Outrages with the players. How many of them are champion caliber? We actually discussed that. Naga may be inexperienced as a coach, but has plenty of experience as a player and student under Vermees. 
I'm a fan of how Vermees plays. Okay, so the notice question, how none of that was. I'm a fan of how Nagamura is coached. No, but he says Naga in, and he's mad at the players. I'm aware of that. I'm aware of that, but he basically gave Naga a free pass for any mistakes that he's made as a coach so far. Uh, I come back to that because no. I come back to I mean, that he doesn't, because he doesn't nobody who is Naga plan. in, nobody, I understand that, but nobody who is Naga in has ever said, you know what? You know what? Paolo Nagamura is a coach in his, well, you, you have, but I think you're a little weird to begin with. But Paolo Nagamura is a good coach. He has great ideas. Nothing he has shown in this six months it, it says anything related to that. One thing I've noticed about him that I do like about his tactics is we do retain possession more. Granted, no, we're not scoring, but I think we can all agree we don't have the right wingers to run this. I would like to see what we can do with that amount of possession when we have more clear-cut chances, more opportunities, because the opportunities we get, because we can't unlock a low block and we can't we can't do that. We strike better, you know, fast on the counter. I'd like to see what we can do because I think Sebas fits this four three three up top. I don't think anybody else does in the middle. I don't think Herrera does either. I think a lot of our fucking players don't fit the system. So I don't know that part. I like, and I, that, I guess that's part of the Vermees thing with the possession, but Vermees is having a, a tough year this as well. But yeah, how many champion caliber? What did you list? Like seven or eight Parker, Clark, he's still there. There he is. I'm still here. I'm just hey, hey, Finish. Parker, Valentin, Parker, Valentin, Hector Herrera, Steve Clark, uh, Daniel Sterez, uh, Fafa Pico. Uh, I would even Saran, consider Darwin Saran because, uh, uh, you know, outside of that, I mean, technically Corey Bird came from a championship team at one point. Yeah, but I think when it means champion caliber, well, I think LAFC has raised the bar as to what champion caliber is going to be here for a while. I mean, I love fucking Philly, how they've done it. God, they're good. Yep. All right, so this one's probably for you because this is a technical question. Chris asks, what players are we stuck with for the next couple windows because of the MLS's technical rules? Uh, we're stuck with, I believe, uh, I have to remember, but I think, uh, Seca, Steve Clark, Tim Parker, Teenage Davy, Daniel Starez, I believe is one of those. Cause I think he's on a year plus an option, uh, or sorry, two years. Um, uh, Sebas, Hector Herrera. So a lot. Thor. Bartlow. Uh, not Bartlow. Bartlow's contract is up at the end of oh, the season. Oh, that's right. I'm we'll renew him. He'll be coming back. Uh, Vera, I think. Nope, Vera's up Vera for. Up for he's, he's up for one. Because uh, so, he, he only got a one-year extension. What are we looking at, like, real turnover? Like, four or five? Probably 15 players, in all seriousness. Oh, stuck with? Oh, stuck with? Yeah, stuck then with. How many are we seven stuck Seven or eight with? players in total. Okay. Seven or eight players in okay. total. Okay, okay. So we got some room to do some stuff. All right. Lil Bert says, what are the good positive aspects of Nagamore's leadership that don't just amount to apologies? And I'm going to have to let you add to this one. I know. Answer this one. He says yeah, things was, like he needs more ledge, time. Because I have none. No, I know. This one's for me. That's why I gave you the stats one. Uh 
Joey said, uh, little Bert says, you can't say, Bert says, you can't say he needs more time or has experience with Vermees. Those aren't qualities. What does he bring to the table that another coach wouldn't offer? Fuck. What does he bring good to question. the table that another coach That's a wouldn't really offer? good question. I'd say the only unique thing about Nagamura is his ties to South America. The Brazilian ties. But that's not unique. Pipeline. But you, it, you have to South have been American born coach. there. I know, but you have to have been born there. It's a good country <laughs> to be tied to. And what does sure, he bring sure. that another coach would not? He's cheap. I'm sure he's fucking affordable. Okay. Kenny Bunny's for, affordable. I mean, I, I think he's been <laughs> honest enough. I think he's done things like I said with the possession. We've seen an uptick in possession. We were happy early on. And so then, was the coach that Charlotte sacked. That doesn't mean anything. So was... Uh, uh, well, I mean, do you want me to answer this one or do you want to do it? No, no, no. I'm, just, I'm giving you it. the counterpoints to everything that you're saying so that you know that I don't think these are legitimate legitimate reasons. Well, they're just opinions. Everybody's opinion matters, Sean. That's the safe spot. Uh, mm-hmm. I think you're just waiting for me to lose my train of thought. <laughs> he does. He does some things. I mean, I think he actually has used the substitutions. Tab didn't. You, we you mentioned like, his rotations. I'll, I'll give you that. He's, I'll give you he's that. rotated he, he the squad well, but yeah. then that also opens the argument to we don't see the fucking same team. So there's there's always a, he's, it, to me he's damned if he does, he's damned if he doesn't. Whatever he does, someone is going to find something they don't like. Like you're right. He was winning a game on the road, yes, against the decimated Vancouver, but they still had Cavallini in it. I hate that fucker. He's a dickhead. <laughs> I wish we had guys that played like that. When I say I hate someone, it's usually because I wish he was on our team, except for David Luiz. I really fucking hate him. Um, ah, what was I saying? I didn't, I didn't even have to put you off your train of thought. You did that yourself. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, he's damned if he does. He damn, he's damned if he doesn't. He he put defensive subs in. People were like, why the fuck is Zeka playing right mid? Dorsey's a right mid, and Dorsey was subbed in too. And Valentin was out. Valentin and Quintero came out. So realistically, and fucking Zeka plays so high up the pitch on most nights, he basically is a right midfielder. He's not. That's not an alien spot to him. I don't think the subs he made were wrong. He made defensive subs to protect the lead. And then when it doesn't work, everybody's like, it's fucking why you got to keep playing the way you should have. But if he'd have stayed positive and we'd have blown it, somebody would have said, should have fucking put in a defensive sub. Something about Zeka, though, man. When I saw Zeka go in, I was like, he doesn't play defense. Zeka is fucking cursed, I think. Have you soured on him at all? No. I still no. He's the best right back we have. I don't know. Zarek was good out there. Man, Zarek was slowing him down. The communication with Zarek and Seren is a lot different. A lot more communication. All right. So Chris asks... How do we get on the good side of local semi-pro clubs? Sean, do you have an experience with local semi-pro clubs? Uh, I have experience with, I mean, technically. I did color commentary, or I did commentary for uh, Houston Hotshots when they were a semi-pro team. Oh, cool. Semi-pro, major indoor soccer league, something like that. Nice. Chris, how to get on their good side to show up to their games. Yeah. Go watch that's, them. That's definitely it. You show up. I guarantee you show up and you make yourself like, yeah. you know, you're, you, you reach, you know, you talk to people there. Start a supporters group, Chris. 
You don't even need to do that, no. actually. Dude, Chris's supporters group would be the shit. But what club? Drunk all, what club is he specifically talking about? What team? He could pick whatever. Houstonians, yeah. uh, Houston, yeah. FC Houston. You have the AC yeah. Houston, sir. Pick, yeah. pick one. Chris, start his fucking supporters group, yeah. and just uh, run he, that he didn't shit. say men's soccer. Why are you assuming men's soccer? Well, they have women's sides as well. I, I just assume men. I cover. I cover aces. men's. I cover the men. Yeah, yeah. That's just, too bad. Just here to service these athletes. At least the dash win. The dash on the win. road. In Seattle. And Rachel Daly wins fucking European gold. Hell yeah. Yeah. All right. So this question is directly for me from Adam S. Nice. Uh, my Navy boy out in San Diego. He says, you're not get in. How? Because, <laughs> because there's. <laughs> I like this guy. I don't even know who he is, but I like him. There's the argument like Sean has where you're going to waste the remaining 10 games or 11 games, whatever it is. Then there's the argument that maybe. We just let him fuck up and make his mistakes. Evaluate him. We don't know. He might have learned something. I hope he did. We've had a rough fucking stretch here the last 10 games or so. But I think we've seen his strategies have come so close to working so many times. There's been so many times we're on the road. He starts to rend. And then we fall behind and then we claw back into the game. But a lot of those were on just fucking... Things that don't happen normally. Look, being a coach is like 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 being a sex worker, right? You you still got to finish the job. You can get ninety percent of the way there, but if you don't finish, you haven't earned your money. I don't think sex workers get off. Um, look, they they don't, but they make sure that they're. And I think it's by the hour, does. not by the orgasm. I think it's by the minute hour. I think it's like thirty minute blocks. I would imagine they're like lawyers, but they probably go hourly. Probably one hour at a time. But if I'm a sex worker, I'm just pulling on it as fast as I can. Because let's be honest, if I'm a sex worker, I'm having to sleep with men. There's not going to be women that are lining up to pay me money. There's not. Okay. I've, I've seen myself naked thousands of times. I, I, I'm like, fucking put your clothes on. Um, I'd be just like tugging as fast as I can, just trying to, you know, speed time up. Because I know if I can beat the clock, it's like a fucking race. It's a competition. So, I might change so you're, my, what you're saying is you wouldn't park the bus during sex. I, I, I got you. No, I don't. Well, I was having some sciatic pain for a while. And I, I parked the bus a couple times. Parked the bus means I just kind of, I laid back. and I mean, I still got the pelvic movement and all that. But yeah, I parked the bus a few times. But normally, I'm like a free-flowing attacking football. I'm very Gordiola-ish. Like, we're going to get there even if we have to recycle play a few times. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, like we're getting close to scoring. Fucking send it back to the goalkeeper. We're not ready yet. We're only three minutes into this 90-minute session, right? How do you recycle it back to your goalkeeper, like in your head? I think about stats. I think about soccer stats. You know what I'm talking about, right? No, I, I actually okay, so, cannot connect the dots on this one. So recycling to the goalkeeper in terms of sex is when you're getting close to ejaculating and you know you don't want to finish yet. What thought do you go to to kill that excitement? Uh, Paolo Nogamura is the Dynamo head coach. What is he wearing when he's in your It head? doesn't matter. Is he it in the sweater vest? Matter. Is he in the vest? Is he in the it vest? Absolutely does not blue matter. One? It blue doesn't matter. Nice. Is he rubbing his chin? God, he's no. not fucking. Dude, they, they need to adjust the camera angles, man. 
you guys are all rocking inferior angles. And it's like, bro, Nagamura looks fucking intimidating. He's only like 5'7". Adjust the cameras. Uh, now I go to stats, which is fucked up now because uh, you've heard Joey on the show, Joey Chabala. So now that I call him Joey stats, in my head when I say stats, I think of Joey. So sometimes inadvertently, Joey's name will pop up. I don't know what it looks like. It's just his little, but he's got an Arsenal avatar. So that makes me go soft pretty quick. All right, last one. Oh, fuck. Wayne Wise. Wayne's a new listener. I don't, I don't, I, he's, I haven't seen him on here before. Wayne asks if we lose the rest of the games this season. You think the front office will be Naga out? I sure fucking hope so. I would be Naga out. Like we got, 65% of the population that follow this club and me on Twitter uh, that are Nagamura out. Fuck yeah. I think his job right now is he's on the hot seat right now. He's got to be. He's got to be an evaluator. I mean, Sean, you'd fire him right now, wouldn't you? In a heartbeat. Yeah. I, don't, I think the question should be if we win the rest of the games this season, not the FO, do you think the fans? will still be Naga out. What about you, Sean? You're Naga out. If he went on a 30-point fucking run and missed the playoffs, he misses the playoffs. Say he doesn't lose. He doesn't lose another game this season. Not wins them all. That's fucking unrealistic. Doesn't lose again. I, I, I think at that point, because you can't rely on record, right? You have had three different, very different stretches of this season. I think it comes down to what do these wins look like? What is the Paolo tactics in the last 10 matches look like? Uh, how are the goals scored? Who scored the goals? What changes did he make? You know, those kinds of things. Is he being more proactive or is he still just getting lucky with park the bus every once in a while on the road, et cetera. And let's be realistic. We have Colorado on the road, Minnesota on the road, LAFC at home, Seattle on the road, KC at home, which is probably a win, surprisingly enough. Uh, New England at home, LAFC on the road, Nashville on the road, and Galaxy at home. That's our entire rest of the season, except for we've got Montreal on Saturday. Um, I don't see where we're finding <laughs> even remotely close to 10 wins. All right, so here's um, a here's a hypothetical even, situation. I see like one win. Go ahead. Would you rather play out the remaining schedule we have and make the playoffs or – just play LAFC at home the rest of the year so we can watch Gareth Bale 10 times and not make the playoffs because you know LAFC at home slapped. LAFC at home for the rest of the season and lose. I'd rather not make the playoffs. Uh, why? Because it's a guarantee Palo out, right? You just said it would be Naga out. What make it uh, well that would be. Well, I'm yeah, just that's saying. hard though. I'm just Gareth, saying. Yeah. Look, that's how far I am on this Naga out train. I know, I know. I, I am not the conductor. Trust me, there were people before me but I sure as hell have made my way towards the front of that train. And I'm like, we're pushing this faster. Let's go. Yeah. But I, I think you're in the, you're definitely in the locomotive because I see you in the overall. Oh, yeah. Hat. Yeah. Oh like, yeah. Oh, I bet yeah. you, yo, you would look fucking good as the train conductor. You, you should do that for Halloween. You just, I'm going to go fits. as uh, Bobby dynamite. I don't know who that is. That's that the, the black uh, Astros. That's the Astros one. The Astros train conductor when they score the home runs. Oh, at, you know, field. I'm more of like a traditional corduroy hat type of guy, blue overalls. Oh, know, okay. It's old fashioned. I'm very conservative in my dress. Speaking of which, I got to fucking figure out what I'm wearing. I got to go to work tomorrow. I got to go fucking see other adults. 
And to get power. It sucks to not have a remote from home job. Yeah, but I only got to work half the year. It's pretty fucking nice. Well, Sean, you know yeah. what we haven't done? We haven't talked uh, about. We haven't your fired show. Paulo yet. <laughs> I think if he gets, I, I I guarantee, if there was a betting line, it was like, does he make the end of the year? Yes, he's going to make the end of the year. I I don't. I, if he got beat again, like we did in Philly. I'd be like, all right, fire him. That's if if we again. lose. Look, if he makes it all the way to the last match of August, which is LAFC at home, and we lose six nil to LAFC at home, how does he make it past that match? Oh, he he can't. And we'll only have six matches, but we only have six left in the season at that point. We only have ten matches left right now. There's thirty points out there. Yeah, you but by that point, 50. we'll have already. By that point, if we haven't won the next three, I mean, we have to be mathematical. No. Well, yeah, actually, we probably will be mathematically out by then. Who is your player of the match against Vancouver? Who do you give it to? Uh, Marcelo Palomino for not seeing the pitch. Very good. Because, you know, <laughs> addition by subtraction. Addition by subtraction. No. Uh, man. Uh I, you know, I would say Fafa Pico. Good for you. Good because for you. I thought the work that he did missing that ball to allow the goal to go in, to throw the keeper off, even though he wasn't called for offsides. They, even though they he gave wasn't. him the goal. They gave him the goal. He didn't touch it. They gave him the goal. Yeah, yeah. well. MLS got MLS, Sam's, but, uh, Sam got the assist. Yeah, he got Junka's, yeah, he got Junka's goal, but it should have been Junka's goal. It doesn't matter. But yeah, Fafa, Fafa was my man of the match. You know, Fafa was running hard. He was trying. But, uh, you know, that's Fafa in a nutshell. You know, it doesn't matter where Fafa is. He's going to keep running. Yeah, he's going to do Fafa things. I gave it to uh, Junkwa, but, man, I had a hard time not giving it to Valentin just because he hasn't played in forever, and he comes in, yes, against the team with, you know, infested with COVID. But he played very well, and he did what he was supposed to, and he didn't get beat. Didn't get beat. I mean, he didn't give up an own goal for him. That's like world-class talent right there. So are you Eric Ten Hag out as well? Oh, absolutely. I, I mean, honestly, as a Tottenham Hotspur fan, I want Ten Hag in longer because the longer he's in, the more they're going to struggle. And I'm okay with that. But I love him as a coach. I just think United's not the right job for him. They got that big personality. Mm-hmm. And they, they expect way too much too quick. And he's not going to be able to bring that. He's not that type of coach. He's a long-term coach have with you, a long-term have you... plan. Have you seen who is top of the league right now in the Premier League? I have. I have. I'm well aware. Look, no other, teams, no other team scored three goals. We are twice as good as the next best team. Yep. Uh, not only that, but did you see Liverpool are out of the top six right now? Look at them. They just fucking clop out. Clop out. <laughs> Can't even beat Palace. Yeah, they drew to Palace, man. Yeah, I was looking at like, because I'll, I'll go on Twitter and I'll see other, you know, English clubs, their fans are just like ours, though. They're already like fucking Absolutely. clopping his stupid ass substitutions. Yeah, Ten Hag yeah. doesn't know what he's doing. It's Flip like, floppy, man. Flip floppy. Like it's always. it's just like us. It's okay. You know what? We are soccer worldwide, globally. Is a what have you done for me lately? We're gonna win at some point. Like at In some point, we're gonna be good. I was not happy with Erling Holland scoring two goals today. No, it's it. Look, look who they were playing. West Ham. West Ham's not gonna be good this year. Yeah, but West Ham aren't a bad team. No, but they didn't make any real moves this offseason. They're going to be a terrible team this year. 
No, everybody else is fucking just looking up at the ass of the cockerel. The bottom of our ball. Because Tottenham Hotspur, top of the league. Just fucking give it. They don't even need to play the season. Just give it to us. That's right. Stop the count right now. Fucking stop the games. With the Dynamo, too. I don't know what to do. I don't even know if I want to watch them play anymore. Because I went into that night Friday. The Friday game just so jaded. It's like, all right, here we go again. Yep. Ready to get hurt. Yep. And then, then, you know, you, you got close. You, oh man, we're in the 80 something minute. Oh, we, I just got to close this out. There's not that much time left. This is a terrible Vancouver team. We surely at least are going to, you know what? We're coming away with at least a point. Yeah. <laughs> and then I saw Cavalini. I went motherfucker. Yep. And there it went. Well, Sean, tell us about your show. Cause it's getting time for me to pack up and head on over and put out fires. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I do a show with Mark Segovia weekly on Wednesday nights at 730 to 9 p.m. Central over on twitch.tv slash Generation Orange or on YouTube at youtube.com slash Generation Orange show. I had to think about that for a second. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. It's a mouthful. Yeah. Uh, I'm also looking to potentially start doing probably next week or the week after doing uh, weekly FIFA streams. Uh, uh, with my Dynamo career GM career mode uh, with the Dynamo in the English championship is a lot of fun. I've done it. I did it last two weeks when Mark was out uh, and people who tuned in enjoyed it. So keep doing it. Uh, and uh, you can actually watch a winner instead of, you know, tuning into losers on the TV. Cause that's all you're going to find. My son's getting to the point where we're like, we're pretty equal when we play. And yesterday we played as Tottenham in Southampton. Cause I didn't want to play as a Dynamo. And he fucked me up twice in a row. Like he, mm. I'm talking like seven, three, six to four. But then I came out and I figured him out and I whooped his ass. Like I'm talking, it was like eight to one and he was already down. Like he'd just gone down a man for being frustrated. And he's flipping out. And I'm like, dude, you murdered me twice in a row. Don't get mad that we just figured out how to play. But yeah, it's been a lot of fun. I love having a teenager, even though he's an asshole and he's fucking forgetful. It's fun. We watched Beavis and Butthead together and he was laughing, the new one. And my daughter walks in the room and I was like, you can't watch this. And she sits down and she goes, why not, daddy? This is funny. She's 10. But the new Beavis and Butthead's pretty funny, man. Anyway, dude, I appreciate you coming on. I'm going to go uh, take care of the missus, I guess. She's having a bad day. Gotta go be chivalrous. I gotta work tomorrow. I'm not like thrilled about this, but let me go do it. Let me go do it. So, all right, man. Talk to you later. Yep. Peace out. All right. As always, go Dynamo. Albert Elise is gonna get there. There's no question. He squares it. There it is. It's another. And it's Bubble Rodriguez again. Scoring goals left and right. Elise with the assist. Big shout out to my favorite band, Familiar with Failure, for the introductory music. You can find them at FWFTX on all social media platforms. Once again, that's familiar with failure. Check them out. Badass band. Cool ass people.